welcome. My name is Glenn Lundy. Super excited to be launching our new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Can you believe it? That's right. The Breakfast with Champions podcast has finally arrived. This is your opportunity to get motivation, education, and inspiration every single day. And ultimately, your opportunity to get a seat at the table, to be a fly on the wall, to listen in to some conversations between some of the most amazing superhumans from around the planet. We're talking about people that are doing the things you know you can do, that have reached some of those levels you know you can reach. We've got celebrity interviews with people like Tiffany Haddish and Grant Cardone, Lauren Rittiger. We've got specialists in areas like capital ventures, right? Or wealth building, wealth management, real estate, all kinds of incredible conversations. And what's amazing about the Breakfast with Champions podcast is you're going to be able to tune in, listen in. They won't even know you're there, right? It's just like you're, you're, you're listening in on all these incredible secrets of some of the most successful humans from all around the world. You know, when we launched Breakfast with Champions, we had no idea of the power that it was gonna have. We had no idea of the collaborations it would create. We had no idea that we'd be able to connect humans from England and Australia and Saigon and America, of course, all together in one room having powerful conversations that elevate everyone in the experience. Listen, if you like these episodes of Breakfast with Champions, do me a huge favor and let us know. We would greatly appreciate it. We pour into this. You're going to get five to six hours of content every single day, Monday through Friday, five days a week. You can keep coming back. So make sure you subscribe to the podcast. We'd appreciate it. Drop your comments, share your thoughts and your reviews. It would mean the world to us if you would do that. And in exchange, we promise you that we will always create a space, a safe space where you can come. You're not going to get politics here. It's not going to happen. You'll never see any type of division in here. It's actually exactly the opposite. We have a bunch of different people with different belief systems, different upbringing, different backgrounds. We've got people from all different ethnicities all coming together. But the one thing that we share is everyone in this room shares the same heart. And it is a heart to elevate you, to encourage you, to inspire you, and to help you become the absolute best version of yourself that you can possibly be. So if you would, do us a favor, write those reviews, subscribe to the podcast, tell your friends. We're going to be here, and we hope that you will be too. Enjoy Breakfast with Champions. You'll see there in the notes that you can skip forward. You can move back. If you need to pause it for a minute, you'll now have that opportunity to do so. We do record these daily on Clubhouse. We have a Breakfast with Champions Club there, or you can follow me, Glenn Lundy. If you'd like to see those rooms, if that's an app that you enjoy, you can always come in and tune in live, or of course, just sit back and enjoy right here on the podcast and anywhere your podcast can be found. It is such an honor and a privilege to be able to spend this time with you. I know that there are a trillion places you could have chose to be. You chose to be right here with us on Breakfast with Champions. And that means the world to me. And I absolutely stinking love you for it. So with that said, we are excited to launch the new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Thanks so much. You are in Breakfast with Champions, the millionaire breakfast club, your place for motivation, education and inspiration. My question for you is this. Are you listening 
to the Breakfast with Champions podcast because you can catch every single segment from those in the early morning and you can listen to hashtag Rise and Grind, which is at 7 a.m. Eastern every day of the week, Monday to Friday, where you can listen to the tactical sessions that follow interviews, workshops and much more. We've got the podcast that you can listen to and it's great because you can listen to it on your schedule. So make sure if you subscribe to the Breakfast with Champions podcast, which is on Apple Podcast or Spotify or wherever you prefer to listen to, and make sure that you've already subscribed. And if you have, then share it out today. So good morning. I'm glad to be here. My name's Ify Thomas and I'm a mindset and confidence coach and my company's called Mind Workout. We've got three parts to the business. We've got Mind Workout IT, where we provide cloud infrastructure to FTSE 100 companies who turn over billions in revenue. And then we had Mind Workout products, where we manufacture wellness tools like the Confidence Star, which is a mirrored star-shaped, amazing positive affirmations are written on it that say, I am somebody, I am good enough, I can do anything, I like myself. And um, that's in hospitals and children's homes and thanks to Clubhouse all over the world. So that's the service part. And then me, myself, I'm an author and platform speaker and coach. And then we have Mind Workout Media. This is where we work with entrepreneurs to write and produce their signature brand story videos to help entrepreneurs share their message with the world. Now, today's topic is, will more money make you more happy? Oh, what a topic. I believe this is to be very subjective. And I'm actually fascinated with human potential and why some people are winning in life and others appear to be losing. But I do believe that there is a correlation between net worth and self-worth. And Aristotle, the Greek philosopher, he says that happiness is a condition. It's not something that you pursue directly. It comes indirectly by pursuing something that's important to you. And if you think about Glenn and this room and the joy in Glenn's voice every morning when he opens the room, you know, he's got a vision. He's pursuing something that's important to him. So I I think happiness comes indirectly, definitely, from pursuing something that's important to you. So if you have a goal and you're working towards it and you believe that it's possible to reach it, you will be happy. And there's this theory called the locus of control theory that states that you are only happy to the degree where you feel totally in control with your life. So how do you get control? I really believe it's goal setting, making plans for your future, exciting plans that you have. And it's important to have a burning desire that you actually can achieve it. So anyway, when we talk about the word um, pursue, which is one of my favorite words, and it's um, become favorite because I don't know if she's here, Janice, there's a lady called Janice who, um, we went to this event a while back in November, oh, September, and there was a guy there um, who you might know, his name's Stephen Bartlett, who's a British entrepreneur, he's about 29 years old, and is the co-founder of a company called Social Chain. And his company, his companies have a value of over 300 million. And in this interview that Stephen Bartlett shared, he talked about how at an early age, he, his parents were really focused on him going to university and they had a plan for his life and they knew what they wanted him to do, but he didn't want to go to university. And he talked about how he told his mum that he was going to pursue himself to the point where it did affect the family relationships. And he left home with um, the line, I am pursuing myself. And I think this is something that we all must do. We must all pursue ourselves. And if I think about um, 
the word pursue and my favorite film, I'd love to get a flash of the mics, The Pursuit of Happiness. How many of you guys have seen that film? How many of you, oh, Renee, I see you flashing, Yan, TM, Glenn, yeah, Raymond, like that film. And even, I can feel the vibration in the room when I even mention that film. Dora Marie, I see you flashing. The film, The Pursuit of Happiness is one of my favorite ones. And if you haven't seen it, it's basically based on Chris Gardner. He went from homeless man to a millionaire. Now, one thing I'd, I'd love to ask him if I could speak to him, but put it out to the room just for a thought. Do you think that more money made him happier? Because going from nowhere to living nowhere to building an empire, I imagine that would have changed his life. He wanted his son to go to a good school or to go to really good schools. You need money. If you want to have a, your, he wanted his son to have a great life, that things cost money. So we'd have to ask Chris if he thinks that money has given him more happiness. But someone who comes into this room a lot, and I know he's a friend of um, Glenn's, Les Brown, he says that, Money doesn't buy happiness, but it's right up there with breathing. <laughs> and whenever he says that, and he laughs after, doesn't he? Because, yeah, money might not buy happiness, but it is absolutely important to survival, especially in, in, in this world that we live in now. Earlier on today, I went to Waitrose, which is um, um, a little shop, um, shopping centre. I went there this morning and I, and I told the lady, oh, I'm, I'm just thinking about what I'm going to talk about today. And I said, we're talking about money. Will, will money make you more happy? And her name's Claire. And um, she said, money, she thinks, alleviates all the stress. Because when you have money, you're not worried about money. And the survival of your family isn't wrapped up in money. Um, so when you have more money, you have more time to focus on being happy. Because she really, and then she said, money doesn't make you happy, but, but it gives you more time to be free and happier because you're not focused and consumed by money. And I believe money does give you freedom. It gives you options. It gives you time. And we all know that time is probably one of the most valuable commodities that we, we all have. And money to me is a tool. It helps me buy my time back. And I heard this line that said, poor people want more money. Rich people want more time. But I think the point of the matter is that we all want time. Our life is time. Yesterday, my dad on the 2nd of February, 2022, turned 88. And I said to him, dad, I'm so proud of you. You know, you made it, you made it to 88. I pray I make it to 88. I said, it's a great achievement. But if you think about it, he's 88 and eight and eight, if you look at eights, they're in infinite, if you look at the number eight. But how much time does my dad really have left? And I'm sure if he could pay to have longer time here, I know people are talking about you can buy organs and you can buy um, 3D organs. But if my dad could pay to have another 80 years left, I'm sure he would. Um, but but he can't. Um, so when I think about money, we get 84,600 seconds every single day. But they don't carry over to the next day. Once they're gone, they're gone. And everything that I think about, everything that I do in my business, in my life, it is when I think about it, it's wrapped up in time. You know, I have this real deep connection with the work that I do. We, as a coach, we do timeline therapy. Um, in my video business, we do timeline discovery. In fact, everything I do is centered around time. And so I was thinking about the idea, you know, when I work with people and they share their stories with me, we look- Hey listeners, if you enjoy listening to Breakfast with Champions, we can bet you care about your daily routine. Do you wanna know the secret to the perfect routine? It's the perfect morning. Glenn has written a free ebook called The Morning Five. 
five simple steps to an extraordinary morning. If you can transform your morning, you can transform your life. Head on over to themorning5.com to learn more about the five ways you can change the way you start your day. Through their timelines, I look for moments in their lives that impact who they are today. I, I pull back the layers of their personality and find out what is it that powers them, why they do what they do. I, I look at things a bit like a detective because I'm searching for bones. I want to know what they're made of. I want to know what makes them who they are. And then after I pull all that back, I look for moments in time. I look for events in time. And then I bring those events to the surface. And then I'm able to put the, lay those bones out and then connect them with their stories. And if you think about the film, in the pursuit of happiness if you haven't seen it go and watch it by the way after you've watched it you might need to take a, a, um, the day off of work because after i watch it i have to prepare myself because my throat swells my head starts to pound because i'm like with him living in the story crying my eyes out because it's such a powerful story but if you look at the pursuit of happiness and if you break it down and you start at the end so if you break down each scene that happens through the timeline of the movie if you go to the end of the movie, the goal was for Chris to get the job so that he could provide for his family. So what he had to do to get the job was overcome hurdles and setbacks. And some of these setbacks would shock many of us. It would have dented him in such a way that many of us are not willing to experience that kind of pain. But he wasn't afraid because he had a vision of what he wanted to achieve. And yeah, to become a stockbroker, he wanted to earn lots of money. So the money, we, we, we would have to ask him. I'm sure it brought him happiness. But what I found in the pursuit of happiness is that he continued to strive forward after he was knocked down time and time and time again. And I looked at him and thought, Do you know what? If we look at his personality and we look at his characteristics, what makes up somebody who's willing to go through all of that for the vision and the goal? And because of the work that I, I study human beings and human potential, and one of the things that I, I love to look at in general, and if we look at Chris Gardner, um, how it was displayed in the movie, is one of the greatest discoveries of the 21st century in the world of psychology is the self-concept. And this is the idea that every single one of us carries around a bundle of beliefs that work like this mental blueprint. And I believe in the pursuit of happiness, Chris displayed so many of the characteristic traits that you need to have to thrive and to survive and to succeed. And if we look at those three things in that blueprint, you've got your self, your self-concept is like a master program and it's your subconscious mind is is underlining it it drives you it keeps you connected to who you believe you are and who you believe you can be and it fuels you up and when i when i learned about the the three parts that make up the self-concept which are the self-ideal which is your self-image and which is your self-esteem i'm a student of brian Tracy's, so this is the foundation of his work he he talks about how the self-ideal if you imagine it like a pie chart and you were to break that pie chart up into three sections, your self-ideal is the person that you want to be. It's the way you'd like to be in your ideal world. Your self-ideal is made up of your hopes, your dreams, your visions. It's all the things that you hold really close to yourself. Um, your ideal is like a, um, your self-ideal is like a collection of all the values and qualities that you see in other people that you like and the qualities that you see in yourself. You know, one thing that I've adapted, Glenn, every time he opens the room, says, good morning, good morning, good morning. I love that. I like that. So I have tr tried to emulate that in my good mornings because I know what my expectations are of the kind of energy I want to bring into this room. 
And then if I think about somebody like Michelle Obama, she's got the book Becoming. That book Becoming, she's talking about pursuing who you believe you're meant to be. So your self-ideal, the person that you would like to most become is so important to your self-esteem, which comes to your self-worth, which comes to your net worth. And then you have your self-image. This is the expectations that you have of yourself. Sometimes it can be called your inner mirror, what, what you see when you see yourself. What, what, what reflects back to you when you look in your own eyes, which is why I created a product which is all around looking at yourself and saying positive affirmations. And then the last thing, which is an area that I do most of my work in, it's self-esteem. This is how you feel about yourself. It's the emotional part of your personality. It's the foundation, I believe, to all happiness. It affects every single thing that you do. Your self-esteem is the number one thing. And what I've found for myself is that the more you, ex oh, we've got a hot mic. Let me see where that is. Oh, there we go. I got it. When, when I think about your self-esteem, it's your expectations. And if you have higher expectations of you, your expectations rise, your bank balance rises, your, you begin to engage more in, in income producing activities. You respect your time and you ask for what you want. My mum always says to me, if you don't ask, you don't get. But when you have the self-esteem and the self-confidence and you believe in yourself and your self-worth is high, then you are willing to ask to be paid what you believe your value is and you're unapologetic about it. Someone like Viola Davis, Marvin sent me a clip of Viola Davis talking about pay me what I'm worth. And it was so powerful because you know that she knows what she's worth. She knows exactly what she's worth. And each one of us, I think that once you become unapologetic about the kind of money you want to earn, the kind of life that you want to live and that you believe that you deserve it, because a lot of the work I do as well is around imposter syndrome. Now, the, the word deserve, I, I learned this from the book, Change Your Thinking, Change Your Life. The word deserve comes from the two Latin words, der, which means from, and um, server, which means serve. And this basically explains that the word deserve means from service. So I noticed that people who are really succeeding in society are those who are serving other people better than other people like Amazon. You go on Amazon, you buy something and sometimes you'll go and make a cup of tea and then about, then you'll notice there'll be a knock on the door and, and it's arrived. Amazon, I, I, I will pay more for Prime so it comes the next day. And I think that if you can figure out what you can do to serve other people and then you can ask people to pay you what you're worth and you have goals, then what's happening is that you will start to believe that it's possible for you. And that that's something that then it does it eradicate a lot of the imposter syndrome that many people develop because people feel like they're undeserving of it or you've been brought up to believe that money's bad but I think that money can be good and it can be used for so much good so my question is can more money make you more happier I, I would love to hear other people's thoughts on this because it's so subjective I'm going to look for some flashes I'd love some someone to chime in and tell me what you think Janice I see you flashing I kind of quoted you didn't I over to you Janice good morning good morning Ify good morning breakfast with champions great to be here yeah I mean that um first of all you said about you know the talk with Stephen Bartlett and for me it was an absolute heart-stopping moment when he told the story, you know, about how he'd had to go against his own mother, 
who, you know, really did, she actually didn't speak to him for about two years because he had a vision for his life that she did not agree with. And that at a very young age, as a teenager, when we're still formulating who we are, our personalities, that he was able to say to himself, I am pursuing me. And that, when I heard that, it was just like, my goodness, that level of self-belief and self esteem and that vision and 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 he did it you know he didn't just talk about it he did it and for me when I hear people like that that gives me the okay to go I'm pursuing myself and my dreams and what I'm here to do so thank you for talking about that because it really did impact me and lots of other people and then you're talking about the question, does money make us happier? And I'm a you know positive psychologist and we've studied this a lot. And in all of the studies, what comes back is up to 75,000 pounds or whatever that is in equivalent currencies, that amount of money, when we can earn 75, or when we've got 75,000 a year to be able to live on, that once we hit that point, it's not necessarily the money that makes us happier. So let me just qualify that, that up to 75, it's that, you know, you haven't got really enough to live on comfortably where you're not having to think about oh my god what if this bill comes in or what if the car breaks down or whatever then after that point it's yes we of course we want much more than that uh, many of us but it's not necessarily about the money it's the difference that we can make and if he talked about it that it's about the service so after we reach that point, the things that make the biggest difference are meaning. So having meaning in our lives, how are we going to positively impact others? Connection. So who is our tribe? Where in the community are we trying to make a difference? If I earn a lot more money or if I have a lot more money, then I am able to invest in maybe others, other businesses, uh, help more charities, start a charity. We can actually do more for our fellow human beings. Purpose, so meaning and purpose. What is our purpose and the community that we build around us? That these are the things, once we've hit that point, these are the things that it isn't so much about the money, it's about what we do with the money and what drives us forward. If it's all just about us, then no, money does not necessarily make us happier once we've got past that point. But if it's about service, then it most certainly does. So thank you. I'm Janice Jones. I'm complete.
Oh, Janice, thank you so much for your share. And yeah, I, lo I love listening to you. And all I kept hearing is, you know, that Jessie J song. I don't know if you Americans are familiar with Jessie J. She's got a song which is, it's not about the money, money, money. It's not money, oh, yeah. money. Yeah, all my Brits are going, yeah, yeah. And it's so true. It's not just about the money, but the money blooming helps. And I love that, those numbers. So thank you so much, Janice. And we've got a couple of minutes before we're going to pass it over to Dr. Janie. But I would love to know, is, is would anyone else like to share on this? Oh, yeah. I see you flashing. Um, okay, can I come? David, your picture is drawn to me. <laughs> is that an Oculus Rift or something on your head? Over to you. Hey, yeah, it's Oculus too. Um, I've had it for about a year now. But yeah, listen, love the conversation. And I always love these segments that the money is uh, an interesting one. You know, my family grew up without it. And, you know, we spent a lot of time as a child. Actually, we spent time living in a car. So, I mean, in my mind, you know, I've been able to, uh, you know, earn some money as I've gotten older. And it certainly didn't make any, me any happier. I'm at an airport. It didn't make us any happier. But what it does is it creates opportunities for myself, for my family to do things. I'll end with this. Zig Ziglar always said money isn't the most important thing, but it ranks right up there with oxygen because you need it. So I'll wrap with that. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, David. I love that. Money gives you opportunities and it's right up there with oxygen. We've probably got time for one more. I saw uh, Mary Lynn and Monica okay, and Amarella. Okay, let's go to Monica. I see you flashing because last time I didn't get to you. Over to you, Monica. Um, the only thing I would like to add to what Janice said is that my personal belief is that once your basic needs are met, if you are a fundamentally happy person, money will not make you happy, it will make you happier. But if you are fundamentally not happy, money will only amplify that. This is Monica and I'm done. Oh, thank you for the nice short share. I think we've got time for Mary Lynn actually with that. And I see you flash Dr. No I'm gonna hand it over so we could be right on time for Dr. Janie, but maybe we'll, the conversation will continue. Go Mary Lynn, over to you. Oh, I'll keep it short. It was basically the same thing as uh, Monica was saying is once your basic needs are met, I mean, if you're not getting sleep, you're worried about food or shelter. Yes, money can add happiness, but once you have that certain level, what Janice was talking about, there's a man who started a company who paid everyone that basic level, and to meet that happiness mark, you know, you're fundamentally going to be happier. But same thing, I'm on agreement. I'll cut my mic. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me here today. I see loads of you flashing. I wish I had more time, but. Thank you for joining us on Breakfast with Champions. If you want to catch the live version, you can follow us on Clubhouse and listen from 5 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Friday, Saturday 6 to noon, and Sundays with our 111 Sunday service. Make sure you're keeping up with Breakfast with Champions and getting yourself a seat at the table.